Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Cheryl Pluff, founder and CEO of Icon Maker. And they help coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs to unleash your potential, scale your business to a sustainable seven-figure level and become an industry icon. Beautiful. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. So great to be with you. Excited for this conversation. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. So, hey, can you just expand a little bit more on where are you today with your business and who is it that you'd love to work with? Well, I mean, we love to work with entrepreneurs, coaches, and consultants who are great at what they do, but they might have been struggling to get sales, to get clients, and they're and they're really faced with inconsistent cash flow, uh, mm-hmm. partly because they've invested in a lot of coaching programs that just never went anywhere. And so we're really passionate about, we feel like turning the coaching industry a little bit on its ear, kind of disrupting a little bit in how we do things. I'm part of a joint venture with two other business owners, Tom Matson and Danella Burnett, and the three of us have combined our wisdom and experience and knowledge um, in this space of helping entrepreneurs to build what we believe are really sustainable seven-figure businesses with podcasting. So that's what we're focused on doing right now. Oh, fantastic. So this this industry, this place, this this tool and this tactic that we're we're sat on right now, it's it's beautiful. What what is it that your clients are? What are they looking for when they first come to you? Or are they trying to to get away from the dramas, the struggles they've had, what what are they actually looking for? Um, I think it's twofold, Mark. I think one is impact. You know, a lot of coaches and consultants, they get into this mm. space. Maybe they were in corporate before and they've transitioned to become an entrepreneur. Uh, but they're doing this because they truly want to make a difference and they want to have impact through their work. The mm. second part of that is money. Let's just call it what it is, right? We need to have the finances to be able to be um, to sustain a certain uh, lifestyle and also to be able to reinvest in the business and to be able to scale and hire team and help so that that entrepreneur is no longer having to work 70 hours a week because we believe that you should be able to have more profit and more life at the same time. Mm. Can we just pause on that topic right there? Because impact and money and the impact of the first thing that you said, and that's what I think most entrepreneurs, most heart-centered passion-driven people want to change the world disrupts. It's how can I help other people? How can I change the world? How can I help people not go through what I went through, for example? But it's almost apologetic about 
charging. I, you, I don't say the word sales. I don't say the word money. I'm just looking to help other people. Now that is beautiful and has a place, but it's oftentimes we find that money is, it's pushed aside. It's secondary, but in business, it's actually the, it's fundamental. How do you go about helping people to maybe focus on that and ad admit that and be like, it's part and parcel of it. What's that journey like to, to really step into the monetization? I think sometimes people who are focused on just the impact and just the helping of people without the money part of it are, well, first of all, they, they don't have the right mindset to be an entrepreneur. So I feel like there's a piece there that has to be addressed, mm -hmm. right? I actually was speaking when, uh, with someone recently, Mark, who had said, you know, they want to be an entrepreneur, but they don't want to get clients. They don't want to do that part. They don't want to act. And by that, I mean, they don't want to actually have clients. <laughs> so, you know, I'm the person then who has to reason with them and say like, okay, but that means you don't want a business. And so do you want a business or don't you want a business? And so it becomes pretty apparent that there are a lot of people who just need a mindset shift because it isn't just about serving people and helping people because that's a hobby. You, you, you know, anyone we can, I, you know, I do good things. I'll go out and uh, do philanthropic things on, on my own as a, as a person in this world. Uh, and I can do that. And that's not a business. It's just helping people. And so you really have to make a decision about, am I in business? Do I want to actually have a business? Do I want to be an entrepreneur? Um, and then the other, the second part of that is I think people are, well, one way that I frame it is listen, if you have something that can truly help other people to the degree that you say you can, it's selfish of you to hold that to yourself. Like if you can actually help other people through a problem, it's selfish mm -hmm. of you to hold that close to the vest and not share it with anybody or let anybody know that you actually have a business. You know, so I yeah, feel so like it's a twofold thing there. Beautifully put. So it's, it's the mindset. So there's one sort of question which breaks through this. So what's What's really going on? So someone who I want to make an impact, but I want to charge as, as little as, as I can or give it away for free. But you're right. The the entrepreneurial mindset is it's business. It's money. It's the flow in and out. How can you use it? How can you leverage it? How can you make so much that then you can give away the next portion for free or subsidize? Oh, my gosh. If your desire is to help more people at a lower cost, get yourself to a position where you can do that. It's oh. There's an evolution. Yeah, I, I I think it's the fear of rejection. It's the fear of of hearing people say no or rejecting mm. them. Uh, that's probably at the root of that because people want to be liked and loved and they, they don't want to hear rejection. They don't want to hear no. I feel like it's probably rooted in that. In that so if I don't make any offers, of, I don't make any offers for sales, then they can't say no. So, hey, I'm I'm okay. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy. If I make no sale, if I don't sell, if I don't position myself to be selling the thing and all I do is doing the good, I only get, yeah. I get the positive vibes, right? I get, oh, thank mm. you so much. And this is great. And da, da, da. So they're getting that, that input th that they want ultimately. And they're avoiding having to do the part where they could possibly be faced with no or yeah. rejection, which is a negative uh, feeling and an emotion, right? So I think yeah. it's probably rooted in that that feeling of rejection. Oh, hey, biology and neurochemistry, keeping us all small, keeping us safe and nicely out of the way. I love that. So yeah. tell me, tell me about your your process and how you guide people to build their seven-figure businesses through podcasting, through relationships, 
what what is that evolution journey like? Okay, well, we we believe that podcasts are best monetized to a seven figure level, are best monetized through leveraging the podcast to build high trust relationships between the guest and the host. And through the lens of is that relationship, that connection between two people, highly mm. likely to become uh, that person could become a patron like or, or be a prospect for your offer to build a partnership with that person in some capacity, whether that be a strategic alliance or a referral partner or a promotion partner, or yeah. um, I come on yours and you come on mine, or it could be a true partnership or a biz de development opportunity, any kind of partnership. The third one is platforms. Is the connection between you, you and the and the guest, or the ghost, the the host and the guest, highly likely to lead to maybe another platform for either or to speak on? And that doesn't only have to be virtual; it could be in person. Like we were just on the marketers cruise, and there are opportunities to speak there on a cruise in the Caribbean. It could be at a retreat in Costa Rica. It could be on a podcast. It could be on a summit. It could be any number of of stages that are available. So we really just believe that the podcasts should be leveraged to sell the high ticket offer, mm. right? And and there are various ways to do that elegantly without feeling like, a, you know, a used car salesman. <laughs> and now you come back into salesy, the used car salesman. Sales is beautiful. Sales is building relationships. As you said, to have something and not make an offer, oh my word. So shifting maybe that, again, is this a next level mindset? So you have the platform, you have the strategy, but ultimately with every platform, with every strategy, it comes back down to oh, unforgetting yourself, remembering that you are the most important asset within this. You are the cog that keeps this going. So what's it, what is that shift to taking on a new platform, taking on a new strategy and falling in love with it? Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's being open to change. You know, if you've been struggling and you're not getting clients and you're not making sales and you're not charging what you should be charging for your products and services and you continue down that path is the definition of insanity, right? So change is necessary. If it hasn't been working, I've been trying it for, I don't know, six months, a year or more or more, yeah. then it's time to try a different way. It's, it's time to change. People don't like necessarily to change because they want to stay in the safety of the things that they know. But at some point you do have to cut the cord and just say, okay, it's time for me to try something different. I feel like that's often where our clients are. They're at a point of frustration and having mm. tried quote unquote, all the things and they come here and they're ready to say, okay, teach me a new way. Teach yeah. me a new path. Teach me a new way. I'm ready now because they're frustrated. What you just said there, perfect, because all the strategies work. What they, DMing, advertising, organic, in-person, networking, email, the list can go on. They all work. They all have oh, a man. place. But mm -hmm. what's right for you? What do you enjoy? What is the energy you can bring to this that is infectious, that is felt, that is, oh, it's you. It's pure and, and just beautifully you. How can you, how can you be more you? find the right strategy and platform. So tell me about the the transformation. Tell me about what happens after 
this this new way of working after there's something repeatable and beautiful and fun and it builds all these relationships what do your clients what does that step them into i think it steps them into confidence you know i think it steps them into a place of feeling confident now which ends up helping them to make more sales because now they're confident in the fact that I've sold it, you know, that, that is selling, that people are gravitating toward it. They're actually getting results. And, yeah. and that's a big part, Mark, of what we do is we believe in linking uh, the, the, let's say, the investment of our program. For example, the majority of it, 87.5% of the fee to our program is linked to their results. We call it risk reversal, strategic risk, risk reversal. And that's built in so that the onus is on us the responsibility is on our shoulders mm. mostly to help them get those results. That's not typically happening that much in the coaching industry that we see yeah. a lot of guarantees and different ways and creative ways of building that out in payment plans, oh, etc. Guarantees out of control right now. Out so of control. Don't, don't just don't just tease <laughs> me. T tell us all a little bit more about okay. that um, that risk reversal that you. Okay. It, it sounds like it's a it's a big claim and a beautiful maybe safety net. Tell me more about that. Okay, well, all, all credit to uh, Tom Matson, who is my uh, business, one of my business partners, and um, he talks about strategic risk reversal in a way where, and and this is just happens to be one example of how you can do it, mm. and this works well for this particular example. We we would charge, let's say, twelve point five percent of the fee for the program up front, and that's the skin in the game, okay, for the client. Mm -hmm. They, they, there has to be some skin in the game, but it's not only because this isn't a charity, this isn't, this is a business, mm -hmm. but more importantly for them to put skin in the game so that they listen <laughs> to what's being told. Like if, if we don't charge something, they're likely not to value that thing. And it's hugely valuable. So there's, we do a 12.5% upfront to get skin in the game, get them working with us and to move forward. But what we quickly do within 30 to 90 days is we want to get them through our systems. We want to get them to the point where they've got their quick win, meaning mm -hmm. that they've crafted their high ticket offer. They've validated it, meaning that we know now definitively through data that it's going to sell. And then we get them to start filling their founder circle with between three to five, or sometimes we've had clients getting you know eight people in their founder circle. Yeah. Um, meaning that the first group of people that they're going to work with who are actually paying customers, boom. And so getting them to that, filling the founder circle now affords them to be self-funded so that they can mm -hmm. pay the, the next installment to trigger the next stage of the process in their program. And then that, so for example, yeah. with us, it's earn $50,000, make your next payment, which is, you know, they're earning more than they're paying us, Right. And then the, the, then we go into a, a place where they've earned 250000 and then the next payment isn't triggered until they make a million. But each of those next stages is self-funded because they're making more in sales of their new program than is the payment for the program. That I, I love the way you mm. describe that because it sounds, we could talk about the emotions behind this later, but the, the logic behind this, which is, okay, there is that skin in the game. There is that investment. You are building a machine. You're building a business that's going to continue to bring return investment. But you're you're with them every step of the way. So hey, our goal is to get to this next phase. 
because you get to that next phase, you guys get paid and he gets to go to the next phase. So there's a beautiful reciprocity. I mean, Frank Kern, the king of this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. His, uh, right now, he's, he shifted a couple of years ago to, I'm going to be so upfront with you. Oh my gosh. This is a blatant bribe to get you through to the next level. It's yeah. up to me well, to really He's such fulfill. a smart copywriter. So that you can do that. And but the end, but he's been doing this for um, a thousand Ever. years. Yeah. So, but there's something beautiful about that. So what what changed for because let's go away from your clients. Let, let's talk about you and your business. What changed for you as you stepped into this business? And I mean, this model, what was it like to offer something like this that's slightly different from what else is out there? Well, I mean, uh, when I, I wish I had known about strategic risk reversal before I met Tom, like I, I'm, I learned about it through my partner. Mm. And so when I was introduced to it, I remember having that like reaction. I went, oh, where has this been my entire life? Because my life would be totally different if I had known of this strategy sooner. I really well, how, feel strongly. How so, how like, so qualified well, because I mean, I started my business in 2017. I left, I was a TV broadcaster. And I mm. left TV broadcasting to start my own video marketing company in 2017. And that's where I'd started. Mm. Uh, and, and I was doing video marketing and that's where the YouTube piece came. And I had a, yeah. I was going down the agency path for a while and decided I didn't want to do that. And I went down the consulting and the coaching path. But if I had known about strategic risk reversal way back then, oh gosh, I would have immediately applied that to all of the programs that I've ever developed. No doubt about it. How do you it. think that would have helped your business, but also helped your clients or those that didn't sign up? Oh, that's a good question. Well, it's I definitely would have had um, more more prospects and more sales. Um, statistically, if, if memory serves me right now, I think statistically the strategic risk reversal brings in nine times the prospects and three times the sales. Ooh. So by applying that strategy to your programs. So yeah. A, that would have been a financial plus. And, uh -huh. and not only that, Mark, but it also, because the onus then is on the the, the coach or the consultant, the, the person who's offering that program to, to be committed to results and have structured the program for results better. Yeah. I mean, I definitely structured my programs for results, but I think I would have done a better job of that more strategically had I known of that strategy sooner. Oh, there's there's levels to it. There's beautiful, beautiful levels. And because no, no one wants to buy a course from you or no one wants this. What they want no. is what happens next. What they want is that can, what that can afford them. We all know that. We've all heard that. But mm -hmm. that's that next level. Hey, we're going to get you to this level. And then there's the next one. And we're still with you. It's not like a renewal. It's not like it's a new program. Yeah. You're completely open. I love that way of, of looking at it. So what, what's your journey been like as, so you've, you've joined this partnership, you found this beautiful methodology, all these new tactics, and it comes down to relationships, all this different knowledge coming together. How have you enjoyed the recent sort of growth and evolution of maybe your business, but, well, maybe... This is Unforget Yourself show. So how about this? How have you enjoyed the evolution of yourself, of Cheryl during this? I, I mean, of course, I've enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't live in regret. I'm also not a person that looks back. I'm a very look forward type of person. 
Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where sometimes people will say, oh, remember when the, this happened? I was just on a cruise and someone reminded me that I was sitting have, having dinner with him and he had to remind me, I was in your marketing, pro- your video marketing program. Don't you remember? <laughs> like, right. And I, I didn't remember in that moment um, because what I do, like I'm a very, for- I'm a forward thinking person. I don't often mm-hmm. think back on and dwell in, in places that yeah. I don't want to go. And so I think overall, what I would say is that, um, when I started my business in 2017, I did it because I wanted to have a lifestyle business. I didn't want to commute two hours every day back and forth to work anymore. Sometimes, and as you can relate, you're in Michigan, uh, you know, Canadian and Michigan winters are not always favorable. And so often- They're ridiculous I, is what you're trying to say. As a it, Brit, they're they're ridiculous. ridiculous. I had I had drives that took me three and a half hours to get home one way because of the, yeah. of the roads, et cetera. And so I just knew it. I didn't want to live that life anymore. Mm. And and also to some degree saw the writing on the wall of the TV industry kind of imploding on itself too. So I wanted to get out ahead of that and be on the side of expansion rather than in an industry that was retracting. Mm. So when I started my business in 2017, it was because I wanted a certain lifestyle. I wanted to work at home. I wanted to make my own hours. I wanted to have the freedom and not be capped financially, you know. But what happened was as things evolved, I realized when this opportunity came along to be part of the joint venture with Danella and Tom, it's a different it's a different model. We're growing and scaling a company to exit in three to five years. That's a very different strategy than what I had set out to do originally. So mm. for me, that's been the evolution is this got me to this point. I accomplished it. I can put a check mark. I did it. It was hard sometimes, but I did it. And I was able to sustain myself financially and make more money than I was making as a broadcaster. Uh, but now it's time for me to step into a new strategy of let's build something big and have huge impact so that we can exit this in you know three to five years, um, which is a which is a totally different way of thinking. It, it changes how you build the business. It changes yeah. the systems you build. It changes the decisions that you make along the that, along that, the way. That exits. I remember, mm-hmm. God, years ago when I first had my first business. It was I didn't think when I first started. I didn't think about the exit. It was just I think about the work I was doing. Exit was a last thing from my mind when I went through the evolution of growth through that business. And that question was posed to me. I was like, oh my, it was like a brave new world. So this business strategy and personal evolution, they go sort of hand in hand. So you almost said it there. What what, what got you to that level is one thing. So from a, from a personal perspective, as you, your business is changing, your outlook is changing, the strategies are changing professionally. What about the the personal strategies? As you go through maybe an identity evolution upgrade what are the what are the traits the behaviors that got you to where you are today that oh my gosh they're actually fundamentally holding you back what's the double-edged sword that you need to wield carefully oh gosh i mean i i'm not sure how to answer that question because i feel like i i'm i'm employing or i am using so many, if not all of the experiences that I've had up yeah. to this point, working on my own and being really kind of a more of the, a solopreneur with a small team, um, quasi agency, quasi, you know, everything. I, I feel like I'm utilizing all of those experiences are coming to bear now, mm. you know, so 
uh, I just had a, well, I was talking to my partner and, and he paid me a nice compliment. He said uh, that I've done a really good job at being able to learn all of his IP because that we're, that's the IP that we're using that I've been able to be a quick study in learning all the IP and being able to far, far faster than he thought. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Because I feel like all the experiences that I've had both in my TV career and as an entrepreneur have built up that skill set to be able to do this now. Yeah. To be able to be a quick study, to be able to get on board quickly, to be able to learn these things quickly, which is a skill. And that's why it's beautiful to look back with um, all the experiences that you've had, all the, I mean, the trainings, the coaches that you've been through. Mm -hmm. Some probably haven't utilized to 100%, but there were some nuggets. There was something in that experience mm -hmm. that has been, it's all the the ingredients that you get to bring with you. And now, oh my gosh, look at the the meal that you get to create based on, oh, that was from 20 years ago. That was from last week. That, I barely used that, but now I know why I needed that. That was the reason for it. So this is a beautiful evolution for you. What's I agree. I agree. I think there are many times where I think in the moment you wonder like, what's the lesson here? <laughs> you know, why yes. is my going through this right now? Sometimes you don't know until years later, why you went through that experience or, and, and, and how you can apply what you've learned from it in that moment. Mm. I mean, we don't want to be all Pollyanna syndrome about this and always look on the bright side as hold on in any moment, there is a gift. There is a nugget. There is something in there. What is the lesson I need to learn? Is it my lesson? Is it the experience? What what actually did happen? There are kind of beautiful things within that. So tell me, how are you how are you going to leverage this as you guys continue to grow in that three to five years? That exit strategy. What's what is it? Here's a double question: What are you most looking forward to as you as you continue to grow and and you know get this business to the heights you wanted to? And what is it that is Maybe that you're not looking forward to that, you know, oh, that's going to be a personal challenge. I mean, you're going to face it anyway. It sounds like you're going to absolutely knock it out of the park. But what's that next level challenge that you you know is on its way? I feel like right now at this moment, the, the season that we are in right now is one of rapid growth. And I'm willing and recognize that in order mm. to do that, I might need to put in some longer hours right now. Yeah. And so as a result of putting in longer hours right now in this particular season, the thing that I can do and often do, and I have to self-regulate myself around this, is stop. Mm. Listen, the, the truth is, I mean, if I wanted to sit at this computer 18 hours a day, I could. Like there's enough work to do to do that. Is that healthy? No. Should I do that? No. Um, so I need to be, and I try my best to self-regulate and prioritize my my own time, health, connection with my son and my and my husband, right? Who because I am on this computer quite a bit right now. That can be challenging, but I feel like that's the season I'm in right now. In that moment, tell me how are you how are you justifying this? The it sounds like you love what you do. You could set the computer. Where are you justifying to yourself why it's okay, even though your family, your body may be sort of screaming at you that it's, hold on, hold on, 
do you see what you're doing? What what are you, what are you telling yourself in this in this season? Yeah, I I I think what I'm telling myself is that we feel we feel confident and also that all roads have kind of led to this opportunity, not only for ourselves selfishly, like not only for us. I don't really think it's selfish to have a business, but not only for us, but for the impact that we can have on other people. You know, we have an ambitious goal of helping 1000 entrepreneurs build seven figure businesses. Right. And so we've just, we're, we're on that path now. And so if, if I think about legacy, which is a word that gets thrown around a lot, but if I think about legacy to me, this is my ability now to take everything I've learned and apply it in this manner to build a legacy that will last through other people's work mm -hmm. going forward. So uh, to don't qualify that word legacy. Yes, yes, yes. Let's put it in neon lights. Let's underline it. It's beautiful. You get to build your own legacy for yourself and your family by building the legacies of so many other businesses that will further impact other yes. people. The direct and indirect impact of that, that is an empire. That is a legacy. <laughs> so that's why you can work so much like, I'm still going, I'm still going, look at what I'm doing. And other people are saying, oh, hold on, you're, you're kind of missing this bit right now so i think that's the that's the gentle dance balance we spoke about this offline it's a it's a word that oh some people believe in some people don't so let's park that word dance it's that dance between living in the moment not missing out but doing this being able to do the work being able to deliver that gentle dance ah oh, as an entrepreneur isn't that the challenge the gift it's the fun of the journey yes it's the, and it's the freedom, right? It's the freedom to be able to build the life that you see fit for yourself and how you like to work. Mm. You know, I, I love to work. That's part of the problem, right? If, if I'm working long hours is because I actually love yeah. what I do so yeah. I can get in flow, so to speak. Right. And, and mm. the flow state is that state of where the time just went, it just zoomed by and you didn't even realize how quickly the time went. That is often the case for me. Like I really enjoy and love what I do. Um, but I also do believe in work hard, but play hard, mm. you know, work hard and play hard because you do need to take time for yourself. Self-care is something that I, I don't do enough of for myself. And I know that that's something I have to work on, yeah. but we do need to play hard. We need to take time for ourselves and go on, you know, vacations and even just a weekend trip away and kind of get away from it all. It's important to make sure that we do those things too. Mm. And there's the the dance between the legacy that you you get to do, the, the play that you get to have, the relationships. Oh, we talk about business relationships, it's personal relationships. There's all, oh, this is, this is the journey. Cheryl, thank you so much for sharing not only the amazing work that you do but oh my gosh behind the thank scenes you. as as you grow as you evolve it's it's always super fascinating yeah well we I mean but listen we're we're really proud of what we've built so far we were able to uh to build you know really the foundations of a, of a multi-million dollar business in about five months <laughs> so i think we've, we've done pretty well for ourselves so far um, but we've only just begun and the journey is one of being able to truly impact more and more people to help them build sustainable seven-figure businesses. It's what we're passionate about doing. We have a solid strategy to help them get there. Um, but I feel like that's the legacy that we'll leave behind. 
fantastic we're cheering you on all the way Thank so Cheryl if, if those that are curious or like hell yeah this sounds amazing how can they find you you know I'm really into LinkedIn right now I, I really feel like LinkedIn is my main platform I'm, I'm on all the socials but LinkedIn mm. you can connect with me there or Facebook you know you can send me a message uh, or email me Cheryl at iconmakerlive.com uh, and frankly you can go to iconmakerlive.com and uh, find uh, opportunities to become a referral partner or you want to download our directory or you want to come to an event. It all really stems from that place. Fantastic. Well, everyone, if you're curious or like, hell yes, please, please, please go and check that out. Say hello, send some love. But Cheryl, thank you so much for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.